Today's scripture reading is Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet, because this woman keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will God not bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? For the word of God in Scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. VPC, what a blessing it is to be back with you today. I had the pleasure of sharing in worship with you last year, and now by the grace of God, here we are again. I bring you greetings from Atlanta, Georgia, where I have been visiting with family since Christmas. I'll soon return to the Bay, but for a little while longer, I am grateful to be able to work and serve remotely. Thanks to Pastor Warner and the technology team, we're streaming, streaming live into the sanctuary, which I understand is a first for VPC. You know, I don't mind being part of a new thing, and I trust that the Lord will speak just as mightily through video as when we are physically together. Would you pray with me? Most gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this appointed time of preaching. Be in our midst, O Lord, move by your spirit and awaken our understanding. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And if you agree, please join me in saying, Amen. Amen. With your prayers and the power of the Holy Spirit, I would like to preach on the topic, relentless faith. Relentless faith. How do you keep believing when the odds are stacked against you? When all evidence suggests your hope and your striving? are in vain. The tale of the widow and judge provides an answer. One of 13 parables that we find only in the gospel according to Luke. It is a deceptively simple story 
of persistence that names the intended lesson up front. Disciples of Jesus should always pray and not give up. But as we look deeper at the context and characters of the parable, we see that it is not so simple. This is a lesson about more than persistence. It teaches us how to partner with God in the prevailing work of justice. Consider the context. In a certain town, the governing authority neither feared God nor cared for the people. So residents could not rely on the judge to implement or uphold policies and structures that safeguarded the people's welfare. Not unlike some of the well-documented problems with the U.S. criminal justice system, laws and regulations that should have protected the innocent and vulnerable instead exposed them to abuse. Blacks were wrongly incarcerated and received harsher sentences for the same offenses than whites. Asylum-seeking immigrants were separated from their children and denied adequate provision and protection. Asian and Asian Pacific Islanders were violently attacked with little to no recourse. District lines were redrawn to favor the rich and powerful. Voting requirements were changed, making it more difficult for poor and marginalized citizens to vote. The elderly were frequent targets of scammers who defrauded them out of their life savings. In such a corrupt system, it would be easy to abandon hope and to resign oneself to the status quo. But in the parable, we see a widow in a patriarchal society pleading with an unscrupulous judge to grant her justice against her adversary. What must it have been like for her to be wronged by someone? Perhaps someone who thought she was too weak, too vulnerable, too alone to do anything about it. In that society, women without a husband or a son of age to care for them could quickly find themselves in danger of homelessness and poverty, which is why in the book of Ruth, when Naomi's husband died and then her sons died, leaving her with two widowed daughters-in-law, she tells them to return to their mother's house so that they might remarry. She knew that they would need protection and provision that she could not provide. Likewise, according to Israelite religious customs, orphans and widows were considered among the most vulnerable and were to be protected. Whether or not this widow had children, we do not know. Whether she had means of her own, we do not know. But what we do know is even though no one else spoke up for her, even though there was no one with her at the courthouse as she pleaded her case, she was there and relentless in her pursuit of justice. Day after day, week after week, month after month, she went to the judge who neither feared God nor cared for the people. Clearly a heartless and cruel man 
and pleaded with him to right the wrong, order restitution, make her foe faced face just consequences for their unjust actions. Now, knowing who he was, what kind of judge he was, why would she go to him again and again? There are a few things that I believe will help us understand how she could be so relentless despite the appearance of such a hopeless situation. First, this widow must have believed that things could change. People often say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Again and again, the widow made her case for justice and she is repeatedly told, no, stop bothering me. I don't care. There's nothing I can do for you. Stop coming here. But she keeps going back. Well, was she crazy? Because some of us would have given up after the first try. Some of us might have asked a second time, but how many of us have the temerity to go to the highest seat of power and say, listen to me, grant me justice. I've been wronged, grant me justice. I've been hurt, grant me justice. I've been misused, grant me justice. What happened to me was wrong. It never should have happened. And despite every no she heard, she kept going back. You know, I don't think she was crazy. I think she believed that things could change, that a corrupt system does not have to remain corrupt. People can have a change of heart and even an unjust judge can choose to do the right thing. Do you believe that things can change in your circumstance? Have you grown weary of asking and struggling to imagine that things will turn around for you, for your community, for others who suffering you witness? Some of us have been laboring under the weight of personal affliction and injustice but others of us don't have any personal complaints. We're just burdened in our hearts for other people's suffering. God has placed a burden on your heart for other people's pain. You can't stand to see it and you wish you could do something to change it, but it seems hopeless. The problem is too big. The system is too corrupt. What can you do? We need to take a page out of the widow's book. She knew who the king was and she knew how society saw her, but she went to the king day after day after day in the face of his nose and deplorable apathy because she believed things could change. Not only did she believe things could change, but she also believed that her voice, her presence, could be the catalyst for change. One of the reasons why things remain the same is people don't believe they can make a difference. 
So they wait for someone else to take responsibility. They believe the lie that they're too small, too powerless, or too removed from the problem to have an impact. Or they think injustice is an individual concern rather than a systemic illness. That the conflict is just between those people over there and it doesn't bleed into these people over here. But as Dr. King taught us, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Another flawed presumption is good people don't suffer injustices, that if people do right, they won't have any troubles. Well, this parable debunks all of these myths. We're not too small or significant to speak truth to power. Individual instances of injustice are evidence of larger systemic issues. We know this widow was not the only widow whose precarious position made them vulnerable to abuse. And it may be a difficult reality to accept, but entire systems can be corrupt. Even so, if the system is broken, that doesn't mean we should just resign ourselves to unscrupulous powers. No matter how many times she was turned away, the widow kept raising her voice and shining the light on injustice. So not only did she believe that things could change, not only did she believe that her voice and presence could be a catalyst for change, but she also must have believed that the time for justice is always now. The scripture tells us, even though the judge did not fear God or care what people think, after a while, he granted her justice. Why? Because her pursuit was relentless. When she did not grow weary in pleading for what she deserved, the judge became afraid of what she might do to him. Can you believe that? A powerful, godless, uncaring judge was afraid of what one widow might do. And the Hebrew there says literally that he was afraid of getting a black eye. We could just kind of see some boxing imagery there. That's how her tireless pursuit rendered him relenting. And so her relentlessness told him this is not a woman who's going to take no for an answer. She just might take this complaint to the next level. The widow confronted an unjust judge and one, we have access to the righteous judge who longs to involve us in the divine work of justice. The Lord said, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? What injustices is God calling you to decry? How might God be leading you to use your voice to issue a clarion call for change. When we go to God in prayer, we need to pray with the same relentless faith 
that the widow embodied. Let's pray like we believe things can change. Pray like we believe our voices and presence can make a difference. And pray fervently and urgently, knowing that the time for justice is always now. No matter how bleak the outlook, God is calling us to return again and again to the righteous judge whose justice will prevail. Let's pray relentlessly and partner with God in his kingdom work. God bless you.